Hey everybody, welcome to Hope Something Sticks. I'm Bert. This one is Matt. So before we get started on the episode, um, I'm going to make a little correction from uh, last episode. Um, actually, it was all Antifa's fault, and Trump is not to blame at all. All hail the leader. <laughs> no, but um, the one th- mistake uh, we did uh, put in was the, uh, if Trump got impeached a second time, that would automatically mean that he uh, would be ineligible to run again and also they take away all his uh, benefits. Um, he would have to get convicted uh, by a two-thirds uh, Senate majority to, for that to happen. Um, now, it looks like they're going to try to do that after he leaves office, but I saw this article from a former judge that that might not be constitutional um, to be able to take away all his stuff if he is tried and convicted after his term. Because in the Constitution it says uh, it's for a sitting president. So it'd probably be a big legal battle even if they did do that. And they, I don't know. They, there's a good chance they'd lose that battle anyway. I don't mind if he has the security detail. I want him to live forever. So that he finally, because that's how long it's going to take for him to learn anything. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. So since uh, nothing apocalyptic happened this week, uh, now we can talk about Game of Thrones. <laughs> and the impending doom <laughs> there. Yeah. Because we left off at Fantasy episode doom. four. Cripples, bastards, and other and broken things. Other things. Wow, didn't stick the landing. Broken right things and other things. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So, yep. Can we can we just jump right to the hot wax? Uh, sure. Hot wax at the very end. Oh, that hot wax. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So uh, when the Viserys is in uh, Veo Dothraki, the capital city, or the only city of the Dothraki, uh, he's getting down with his uh, with his whore, uh, or Danny's whore, slave or girl, Danny Danny's handmaiden, yeah, slave handmaiden whore person, super whore. Uh, I think we discussed that in previous episodes. Yeah, she's quite the super whore. Um, so she puts <laughs> hot, she puts hot wax on him in a bath. Yep, and he's not super against it. Like, ah, <laughs> who would be against some hot wax? All right, whatever. Anyway, point is, uh, is that it, this is the first of six of my uh, super subtleties uh, or Easter eggs throughout this episode that I truly like. It's the main reason that oh, I like the fact it. that. Yes, go ahead, reveal it. The the fact that he he can feel heat, yeah. he can be burned as opposed to Danny, and he does. I think like in the next episode or two. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Fire shouldn't burn the dragon, and as Mister Abuser likes to uh, point out, I am the dragon. No, you're not. You can't even deal with some hot wax. Let alone some hot molten gold. Yeah, right? What a fucking dick. Yeah. 
Everybody should be elected by a crown of gold. Molten gold. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, we made it. Probably get very few takers. Yeah. Who the hell would want elected office at that point? <laughs> That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about. Mm. Well, since this has only gone on for about six minutes, uh, I'll talk about some other things. Yeah, we can get uh, going. All right, cool. Uh, so one uh, one character might as well mention him since uh, he's not coming back. Uh, Sir Hugh of the Vale, mm, the not or so Sir. subtle part. <laughs> yeah, the douchebag who spent all his screen time being a douchebag. Mm-hmm, true. And. Uh, uh, and when I saw, so, you know, he was part, he, so, you know, he was uh, Lord John Aaron's uh, squire, and after he died, he, you know, just became a knight somehow, uh, and got some uh, new armor that he went to jousted in the, the hands tournament. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to point out is how useless that uh, that little face bar was. I know, right? That was, uh... What? You spent that just like all that time... And <laughs> all that time trying to protect, you know, your, your main torso, and forgetting that, you know, sometimes sometimes the joust uh, might slide northwards, you know, towards the, uh... towards the parts that will do the blood spurtage. Fast forward, yeah. and the mountain just... goes ahead and makes that blood spurtage happen for everybody. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, pretty expertly done. He was able to get that gigantic uh, piece of wood into his neck. What a horrific scene. But that's what the people showed up for. Tits and gore. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) only not so classic part of my notes for this this podcast. Uh It's pretty great, uh, Arya and Sansa's reaction to (laughs) it. Like Sansa was all like horrified, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> oh, is that what happens?" <laughs> yeah, That's cool. This is what Syria was talking about—the water. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's all the water. <laughs> ah, you let the water out and you die. <laughs> yeah. I got to go to yeah, there. I'll put I'll put that in my journal. Yeah, you know that. Speaking of Arya, that's my number two on my list of. Uh, subtleties or Easter eggs, and it's it's the it's the scene that got me hooked on the entire series, uh, and really maybe want to explore it. I didn't start at episode one. I didn't even. I don't really register that a show is anything until later, and I'll usually start things in the middle or the end, and I'll give it like five minutes, and. The five minutes that I gave this, I gave Game of Thrones was Arya on the steps of the Red Keep, and she is mm-hmm. balancing, uh, reciting various lessons that Sirio says. Sirio says. Sirio says this. Sirio says that. Every pain, every pain is a lesson, and every lesson makes you better. So on and so forth. Yeah. And then her pops shows up, Ned, and you know he's like, "Oh, Sirio says, okay, got it." whatever 
and the only thing and and you know she's still balancing for the most part of the conversation but she only puts her leg down to then address when when you know whether or not her mother's coming back whether or not the family's going to be reunited whether or not their their lives are going to go back to quote unquote normal she gives that the, the, one the brands come to the yeah when yeah and she gives that one moment and she gives it one question and it's like the to me it's the last look back now that I'm looking at the entire series and I you know I've seen everything already this is the last look back that you get of her looking back at her old life like I'll give this one last look back give him one more chance to actually try to convince me of anything and he just goes off on the regular shit like no this is your future your future is you become a wife you go into a castle and you pound out babies that's that's you you're the baby factory and she says what the fuck are you talking about I'm the murder factory uh, yeah this like is like the opposite yeah <laughs> you know I'm about to see some sweet sweet blood action and it's not the blood you're thinking of it's gonna come out of you know everywhere that you don't want it to and she goes back to balancing goes back to her lessons Mm. and that scene without any context was the scene that hooked me mm. yeah it was a good scene I think that yes, uh, where did they, they go from there well like right after that yeah, maybe not right after oh, that oh you were asking yourself uh, um, well, and looking back <laughs> that um, you know oh, Bran wanted to be a Kingsguard he can't do that anymore I was like no but maybe he'll be a landed lord or the king of all rest- Westeros poor Bran talk about somebody whose character development just got completely torpedoed by nah you gotta be this weird prophet guy yeah <laughs> you gotta burn out your brain what the fuck I didn't know where the hell he was going but then he hit puberty in the show and it's like alright are you gonna you about to ruin this shit you better ruin this for everybody, Bran. He didn't, but they tried real hard to make him do it. Real hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of unfortunate. Like, the his whole purpose in the show, like, after, like, you know, everything that happens to him was just to tell him, uh, I didn't know... Defeat the Night King. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, it's... Yeah. It, it tapered off real hard for him. They focused intently. I got to be bait. To be the bait. <laughs> he, he went all that way so he could be the bait so that Arya could kill the Night King. Right. Like... Yeah, that, that was it. That's all he became was bait. Ugh. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not a great wrap-up, <laughs> to say the least. Nah. We can get into what we don't like about the final season, if you want to call it that, later. Okay. We, we, yeah. Based on this year's uh, list of creative contributions from the major studios and, and everything else, this that last season is going to get redone at some point because no one has any creativity left, apparently, and everything from the 80s and 90s <laughs> has to get redone. And I have to relive my childhood. Uh, which I'm not interested in at all. 
So anyway, let's get back to the show and uh, Rob banging whores. Who's banging whores? Robert Baratheon. Uh, Sorry, I said Rob, just his first name, like it's Ned's kid. No, we're not talking about him. Yeah, no, it's like... I'm talking about the the king. The guy who embodies what you think is is supposed to be a king. (laughs) Yeah. He's in his golden years uh, right now. And he's just like, you know what? His golden years. You know he's been doing this for... Since the start. This is... (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty amazing he's not dead already. Yeah, yeah, he had a good run. 17 straight years of banging hookers. It's like, damn, man. Drinking wine. Yeah, just getting lit, drinking wine, getting fat. And, uh... Still in a dream, man. Yeah. Yeah, right? Hunting boars. Yeah, no doubt. I think Jamie makes a joke about that, doesn't he? Yeah, uh... Fucking boars and hunting whores. Or was it the other way around? Or was it the other way around? Jamie with his signature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it, it was pretty funny. Jamie had like the goal of being all pissy about Robert having him stand guard when he's banging all these hookers. Yes. When Jamie's banging his wife and father and all the kids he thought was his. Right. It's like, oh, what an asshole. Yeah, he's the asshole. Right, yeah. I mean, he is the asshole. He's a asshole, but... <laughs> That's my number three Easter egg, by the way, is the door scene when he reveals that uh, to Yuri, Ned's main guard, uh, for the purposes of this yeah, episode, it, the next episode, it, it, yeah, he's the main guy. His, ma- his main man. He's his right-hand <laughs> man. He's his bag man. He's the dude that does all the... Uh, the dirty work that that Ned can't do himself, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so like Yuri's delivering a message. And he and Jamie get to talking and reminiscing. They recount real mm-hmm. war stories. These guys are like one scene away from being friends, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jamie has to go and say at the end of their little exchange, after Yuri's like, oh my god, we just fucking did, are we friends now? And then Jamie's like, no, I don't do your boss's job. That's my, my job is to stand here and listen to this, which of course Rob, you know, Rob, Rob is still, I don't, I, he's not necessarily banging right now, uh, but it's definitely foreplay. And for some reason, he sends <laughs> out hookers throughout the entire conversation to go get things, I guess, or they were more hookers. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, for real. Get, get more. I have to send three out to go get more. Doesn't matter. The mechanics of the, that don't e- make each any sense. Of you get three, three other hookers, and then come back. Each of you go get two friends. Yeah. Or I've made. I've, I've set up a series so, of sca- pyramid scheme of scavenger hookers. hunt. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go find these things. Maybe it's all part of a game. I'm not sure. But then Jamie said, you know, he goes off on Yuri, and uh, Yuri's like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't, yeah, Yuri's Yuri. He's a, he's your all day man. You know, he, he doesn't give a shit. He gives a shit, he's hurt, but he's a dude. He's just gonna be like, okay, that's how it is. And then Jamie has this off glance, looking off into the distance, like, ah, it did it again. That was a chance at a friend. This is why I have no friends. This is why I have no friends. <laughs> Just because I keep saying shit like that. So that's my little uh, 
that's a nice recurring theme throughout the entire the entirety of the show, really. <laughs> is that Jamie can't help himself. <laughs> he is the only one who is I mean, he stays he stays true to character right up until a bunch of rocks fall on his head. Like, dude, all I wanna do is bang my sister and not have friends or any of this other shit, even though I could really use a friend right now. <laughs> Really use a friend to tell me to stop banging my sister. Even Brienne, you know? Even when he's banging Brienne for some reason. Yeah. He's probably still thinking of his sister. Right. <laughs> his sister. He's like, well, let me try this one and it's not my sister. <laughs> yeah. eh, not, not, a, not, not a fan. <laughs> Going back. <laughs> he tries to have sex with Brienne. Like, oh my god, dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I hate saying it cause Jamie's a he's kind of a piece of shit but what the fuck Jamie <laughs> what the fuck yeah alright so a bit about Sansa so <laughs> besides uh, seeing some dude die uh, from the uh, world's biggest splinter. Uh, <laughs> mm. uh, she got a nice little uh, story about the Hound and the Sir Gregor. Mm, yes. A little melted. From Littlefinger. <laughs> that uh, when, uh, you know, they were, they were brothers, and the reason why the Hound's face is all fucked up is because when they, they were kids, Gregor found... Uh, the Hound, which, uh, uh, blanking on the Hound's na- actual name, uh, Gregor. No, Gregor's the older brother. Oh. Sander. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm spacing to, I'm like going to, I gotta do my alphabet trick every time I forget a name. Yes. <laughs> Taking a while, sorry. <laughs> so, what I try to do is I try to say or think about a bunch of things that are closely associated with that person, and then a lot of times I'll get the recall on what their actual name mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's one way of doing it. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I just kept like repeating, click link, you know, click link, click link. It's like, oh, Sander. There we go. Oh, it's Clugane? Clugane, yeah. Oh, what do you think it was? I keep hearing McLean. No. It's That's what fucks McLean. me up. I keep thinking I keep thinking Die Hard. And it just it <laughs> my brain is just like triggering a million other things. Like, no, 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 no. But my brain wants to go there because I love Die Hard so much. <laughs> There's no Mick anything in uh, Game of Thrones. I, I, yeah, I know. The claim. Yeah, it's claim anyway. at the end. It, but, the, there's no other claim surname add-on in my brain. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Claim. 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 Anyway. So. So yeah. So that Sander uh, gets his uh, face melt. Half his face melted. Gregor getting so pissed off at him for playing with his toys he puts 
is facing the the coals in their house mm-hmm. and just like just keep, <laughs> just holds his head there for a little while no doubt and uh, and then he says oh don't tell anyone uh, or uh, Sandra will kill you this is also Why classic then dick this is classic abuse right here <laughs> he is telling yeah, he is telling this he is telling this to a 15 year old girl 13 year old girl oh I'm sorry in the books that's right Everything in the books, I think you got to remember, she, is she's thir- way younger. I think she's 13 in the show, too. Yeah, because she says she's like 14, like in a later season. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, when she apparently, yeah, when she gets married to Tyrion, she says she's 14. What? I didn't know that. Yep. When she gets married to Tyrion? Yep. That's four seasons from now. Three seasons from now. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I believe she's currently 13. Good God, sir. Yeah, so anyway, so he's selling that to a 13-year-old girl. Yep. Yeah, what the hell is she supposed to think? Like, okay, and yeah. also, I want to bang your mom. Because that's little fingers. And you kind of. And you kind of, you guys look the same, so it's the same thing. That's where that's where that leads. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't bang your mom anymore. She's dead. Right. Yeah. I'll just bang you. Can't have your. your I, I mean. Yeah. Little thing yeah. is not a uh, super deep character, but he does have an enormous breadth of accents. Apparently, according to Reddit, he's got. Yeah. He changes his accent almost mid-speech every single episode. <laughs> So he jumps from Northern England yeah. to Scotland to Ireland to Wales to... I mean, he's, he's all over the place. Because he's an American who doesn't know how to do any of the accents. I thought he was Irish. He is? I think he is Irish. I think we had this discussion before. Oops. It's worth mentioning again, then. Mostly because I don't remember. For this minute and no other minutes. <laughs> Anyway, recap. So, he doesn't know his accents. Yeah. Apparently. Uh, and then I think the last thing with Sansa was when she was at the throne room with uh, her Septa, Septa Mograine, I think. And uh, worrying about if she only has daughters with Joffrey. Mm. Yep. And then it becomes having any kids with Joffrey would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Or being around him anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. There's much worse things that are that she's gonna be worrying about very soon. Oh yeah, yeah. She sees it. She knows what's up. Doesn't want anything to do with it. And of course, here's the old hag who has to try to gloss things over and make everything all right and just kind of make it so that you no, know, just just keep going, just keep doing it, just do this. It's like, nobody hates you. Joffrey hates me. No. <laughs> no. That's not possible. I'm looking in my book right here. It doesn't say that that's part of the script. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah, not the brightest person, I guess. Well, I don't know if that's a... I don't think it's an intelligence thing. I think it's more of a... I mean, it's a 13-year-old girl. And, she, you know, every 13-year-old you talk to is going to have 
the same exact thoughts about anything in any circumstance or life. Because everybody goes through puberty and puberty fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And this old hag knows that. I'm making excuses for her because this old hag is my mother. Alright? <laughs> Not that I'm a 13 year old girl, but. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the outside, anyway. Hey, I didn't say that. What the fuck? Put, don't put words or thoughts <laughs> in my brain, you dick. Just kidding. And, um... Really? This podcast is serious? <laughs> it seemed pretty serious. Super serious. We have like six episodes of totally serious shit going on. <laughs> we couldn't stop talking about polling data for like eight hours. Speaking of serious, uh, when Tyrion uh, showed up in Winterfell, he got a pretty serious welcome from uh, Rob Stark. Yeah, he was pretty. Sorry. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty salty about the fact that his uh, brother almost got murdered. <laughs> yeah, and he well, and he thinks uh, the Lannisters are responsible. Well, they and, are. You know, he's pretty right in those assumptions. Mm-hmm. Love it. But uh, yeah, he said, "Oh, we uh, yeah, oh, love to have anyone from the Night Watch," which you know. Uh, the Night Watch guy was there. It's like, oh, but not me. No, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> oh, you're still here. <laughs> but um, but th- then he gave them uh, a kind of a blueprint to create a specialized saddle for Bran. Right. Uh, well, if I wanted to murder him, why would I up. give him this? Well, can't argue with your logic there. Welcome. I love you. Spare me your falsehoods. I'm going to go hang out in the whorehouse across the way anyway. <laughs> like I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This castle seems very bereft of whores, so not really my scene. That is also one of my... Uh, Easter eggs, by the way, is Rods, R-O-S, the redhead, soon to be one of the best characters in this entire show. She's probably top five Mm -hmm. for me. Just because, I, I mean, is she the, I know she's not the only whore. In, 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 she seems like but she seems like the only hooker that anybody can talk about in Winterfell that is every true. single person <laughs> in this episode we got three major characters who talk about banging Roz or attempting to bang Roz yeah we she's got, not even in, in this episode she's not even in the episode <laughs> She's in previous episodes, if you're looking pretty closely, where she's banging Tyrion. <laughs> yeah. And in the next episode, Theon, uh, she's a banging Theon. And in this episode, Jon Snow is recounting how he couldn't bang her because of his own deep-seated, you know, his understandably deep-seated issues. 
Mm. I'll feel bad for him on that one. Dude. Yeah. But uh, before we get into that, um, remember when he was talking with Rob Stark, he was like, oh, well, you could uh, use a lord's courtesy. You know, basically saying that it's a good idea to, you know, be friendly to the other lords, you know, for... You don't never know what's going to happen in the future. And then, like, the next scene is a total dick to the heir apparent to the Iron uh, Islands. Yeah. And most of that is talking about Roz. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just trying to help him out. It's like, it's like, hey, ask for Roz. She's good. I'll try not to wear her out. You know. Yeah. Instead <laughs> oh. of saying, it's like, listen, man, I already banged all the whores, including Roz, in the north. Uh, but thanks. Instead, he was just basically calling him a slave. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> True. He is, he's really just, he's just stoking the fire right there. Can't help himself. Yeah. Also doesn't care. Whatever. Get out of my face. Yeah. Even though the Iron Islands are pretty famous for attacking the uh, Lannisters' lands... Uh, on occasion and pissing off one of the Greyjoys probably not the best thing to do no doubt yeah but that but then like in like the last season or the second to last season uh, apparently both of them remember that conversation very differently uh, and Tyrion's like no you were the dick Glad you got your dick cut off. Cause I totally was not the dick you were. <laughs> well, when you're trying to speak sense, to me this is like it's quite analogous to today's times. Uh, because Tyrion is sort of like the uh, is the liberal, literally talking down, because he's on horseback in the scene, talking down yeah. to the person that wants to have a failed rebellion and that is exactly part of the fame of the Greyjoys and the the Iron Islands is failed rebellions so it's quite uh, contemporaneous I guess well I mean there's only really one failed rebellion well there's the previous one and then there's the other one that happens and then there's the one that happens after that kind of even though that's not that's more of an alliance, not really a rebellion. Yeah, well, when Master Lord mentioned it, he was just referring to that 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 one rebellion, right? Uh, yeah, early into Robert's uh, reign. Right, right, right. But but really, before that, like, uh, I don't know if you really call anything a rebellion. I mean, they they were like raiding coasts every once in a while but besides that you know they had they uh they kind of had like a they had like a pretty big kingdom going on they, they basically owned the riverlands for a while what's a until while the targaryens came at least a generation what at least a generation What's it, at least a generation? What's a while? 
Oh, yeah, multiple generations. Oh. Like, it was, like, for a while. It, uh, and, like, I want to say, like, three-ish generations. I think it was, like, it's, a, like, a couple, a few hundred years that, uh, that, uh, they were in control of the Riverlands. And they were going to keep control of the Riverlands if the Targaryens didn't come. Because they, they were spending all their time building up Harrenhal, that, like, gigantic castle. Right. And they, like, they like just finished it. And so they were, it, if the Targaryens didn't come, they would, like, keep pushing and basically take over the Stormlands, too. Well, if they didn't waste all their resources on one place. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't... They, they just didn't count on a dragon coming in and melting the whole castle. I suppose. I guess that was really like the... We should have an entire episode dedicated to what the hell Heron Hall was. Because I'm sure he goes into a much more detail about it. In the books. Unless he, yeah, unless he I mean, doesn't. It was... <laughs> no, he, he goes into a lot of detail. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know the biggest, grandest castle that would be completely impenetrable and, you know, basically siege-proof because it was just so big and they'd have so, so many, uh, you know, uh, supplies there. You know, right, yeah. You know, food and whatever. It, you know, you couldn't keep a, an army there long enough re- really to starve them out and you could, like, you could keep an entire army in the castle. It was just so damn big. Yeah. Like, e- each one of it each one of its, uh, I guess, turrets kind of like th- there were like there were five towers in the castle, and each of them were the size of a pretty decent castle. So, uh, and you know the 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 guy who built it, uh, Heron the Black, you know who's basically building it, you know, for his own ego, but you know he was planning after he finished it to. Um, yeah, basically just keep on conquering lands after that. So then he got yeah. melted. Then he, him, and his sons got melted, and uh, his entire line right, got melted. Right, right. So you're saying that he was a descendant of the Iron Islands? Who the, the hair in the black? Yeah. Yeah, he he was that. That's what you know. He was the king of the Iron Men, and then they the Iron Men took control of the Riverlands, so he's the king of the Iron Islands and the Riverlands. Gotcha. So, uh, and then the Targaryens came and wiped him out, and then the, him and the River Lords basically beat the Ironborn back to the Iron Islands, and then they didn't have any kind of significant hold on the mainland after that. You'd think after 300 years, the people that you've dominated... Uh would be kindred spirits or something. No, because they were like total assholes. <laughs> I mean... Alright, fair enough. Yeah, like the, the River Lords turned, up, turned on them like that. Wow. And the guy who turned on the, the fastest became the Lord Paramount, which is the Tullys. Oh, shit. And he's like, Fuck you! <laughs> I like this guy. This guy's my guy. <laughs> Oh, man. Oof. 
Sorry, I'm seeing too many parallels with today in this first season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's pretty much all the descendants of the, uh, all the major lords were, who could, the ones who uh, gave up to the Targaryens the fastest. Weird. Yeah, well. So in this, so just to keep the metaphor or the analogy uh, straight here, uh, the Targaryens are the Bidens, and the Iron Islands are anybody who supports, who sports a MAGA hat. Do I have that about right? Uh, I guess you could say that, yeah. All right, cool. Moving on. And, and McConnell <laughs> is is the Tullys. Is he a Tully? Because the head of the yeah, Tully yeah, house is pretty cool. I mean, he's an asshole. He's a total piece of shit to his son, his eldest son. Which Tully are you talking about? Oh, am I thinking of Tarly? I'm thinking of Tarly. I think you're sorry. You're totally thinking of Tarly. Sorry, sorry. Mea culpa, mea culpa. Tully's are the star. No, Tully's are pretty cool. Yeah, no, I get you. We never see this, uh, we never see this Tully. Well, we do see him, like, when he's dead. We see his dead corpse. Well, we see, yeah, Hoster Tully's, yeah, corpse, uh, in a little boat. Six seasons Uh, later. (laughs) Just go dope. Three seasons later, yeah. Is it three seasons? Yeah, I think so. No, it's two seasons later. Season three, his ass gets burned up in the boat? Yeah. Because it, remember... Oh, yeah, I got you. Remember yep, who's yep, there. Yep, 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 no, yep. Those people don't make it past season I three. I get you. Yep, yep, yep. Mr. Can't hit the boat Say with yes. the arrow. He's in a dungeon for the rest of the fucking show. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think that was episode one of season Well, yeah, three, duh, what am I talking about? Yeah, she gets the news of him being dead, and she's a little bit after season three. Yeah, or maybe it was episode two. Anyway, going way off of uh, oh, the episode we're talking about. <laughs> we are off the rails <laughs> like nobody's to... business. We took the train and went back to the future with that shit. Yeah, we forgot to. I mean, we were supposed to talk about uh, butt jokes and cannibalism in the same scene. I mean, that that happens in this episode. <laughs> Didn't even get to that, and we're already at the oh, fifty. Take us there, man. at the fifty-minute mark, or the forty-minute mark, wherever the hell we are. We're at the yeah, we're at the forty-one in ten seconds. So anyway, there's this ass joke that happens. And it has to deal with uh, Jon Snow talking about almost banging Ross, the hot, big-titted redhead, who is apparently mm-hmm. the uh, queen of the whores in Winterfell. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you see her. You only hear about the rich people talking about the best things, right? So that's Ross. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, who's Jon talking to? Sam, his best friend, apparently, because they're both... Outcasts. John's super good at his job, and Sam is incredibly terrible at his job. So they're naturally outcasts. Whatever. They're scrubbing some tables or something like that, and uh, John's recounting how he can't have sex with Roz because John is a bastard and doesn't know who his mother is. 
and he's, what, gonna have sex? So I, I guess he's declaring his celibacy right then and there because he's worried that he's just gonna have, give birth to another bastard. Not that he's gonna have sex with his mom, mind you. Which <laughs> just has its own issues. Uh, he's worried that he's gonna give birth to another bastard who's gonna go through the same thing as him. And so Sam says, Oh, so you didn't know where to put it. Because at the beginning of the, <laughs> because at the beginning of this conversation, Sam's like, Oh, I do not know where to put it. It's like, No, I know where to put it, you dick. <laughs> so there's your ass joke. And then in comes Mr. Fucking Buzzkill. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) What are you guys doing? Hey, somebody having a good time in here? I sensed someone having a good time in here. Uh, (laughs) Let me talk about cannibalism. We're going to talk about cannibalism here, all right? You don't know cold. It's like, what? Connect those two things, please. So they have this long conversation. It's a very dark, it's actually a very good, uh, an outstanding scene, really. And uh, it gets really cold in the north. I'll just you know, think Donner Party. All right, the Night's Watch went out. Didn't realize that they needed cover. Didn't get the cover. Donner Party, cannibalism. Eating the horses was easy. You could fill in the blanks from there. And that's all in the same scene. It's a fantastic scene. It's a great episode. Mm-hmm. If you need to get hooked on Game of Thrones, this is the episode you watch. Because I'm not even... I'm at four of six Easter eggs, people. Who's counting? Me. Yeah. Let's see. What else happened? Um, see Gendry for the first time this episode. Truly. Yeah. This is somebody who never really got developed terribly well. No, but, but he, did, he did show up in the end. Uh, yeah, they just sort of... It's like, hey, I'm here! Yeah, they just sort of drag his ass along, and it's like, whatever, dude. He helps because he's... I don't know, I guess they needed a dude next to Arya the entire season or something. Talk about a character that you think is going to end up being something... And then they do yeah, absolutely they... nothing with it. He's like the he's like the yeah. he's like the boot knife. He's like a boot knife. He shows up for like one scene, and it's like okay, well your boot knife was used. You can't use a boot knife in more than one scene. What are you? What is this like? Is this a thing? Is this a special power? No, it's a boot knife. That's him. That's Gendry. Yeah. Yeah, Davos should have just let him die. <laughs> they really should have just killed his ass, but they didn't, because he was uh, he was he was actually a plot device uh, several episodes later. Actually, his helmet his helmet is more of a plot device than he is, <laughs> <laughs> because it indicates who he is. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, stick him with the plot device. Device is plot device. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean the the conversation <laughs> it, it was funny, uh Gendry's attitude. It's like, oh these fucking weirdos. <laughs> it's like why are all these high lords so interested in me? It's like, listen man, if you want to talk prices here <laughs> just don't fucking jerk me around. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, 
two hands of the king are, are here to talk to me about I don't know what. Yeah, how clueless do you have to be? I mean, how he's got a yeah. I mean, he's an armorer, and he's a good one, and he's actually famous. Yeah, even Thoros Amir brings him up later on, several seasons later. That specific armor. Yeah. So that's how good he is. So that means he's talked to not just these two uppity uh, lords. Uh, he's talked to a lot of them, so he must know some of the bullshit. The day is long. Everybody bullshits. Did he but, not? Uh, how did he yeah. not see what was going on? That's what I'm getting at. Okay, what's know. up with this kid? You know, not not <laughs> anything, nothing, not even a little bit. I'm sure he figured it out real quick when his face was being held over some coals and he was getting questioned about the shit. Yeah. Like two episodes later. Oh, I really should have thought about this a little bit more. Sizzle, sizzle, crackle, crack. <laughs> Sandor, what's your facial remedy, cream? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> How do you know about that? Oops. <laughs> Stab action. That didn't happen. It should have. Mm-hmm. That would have been a. That really would have torpedoed the entire series. A scene between yeah. that one armorer and Sandor Clegane. What a waste of time. Are we near the end of this thing? Uh, I think we're near the end. Yeah. Because I still got two Easter eggs left. And they're both in the same scene, so we don't have to jump around. And it's really my favorite scene of this entire episode, and uh, probably one of the best scenes in the entire season. All right, take us there. We are in the inn. And by inn, the inn, I mean the inn. This inn is used <laughs> in every fucking season. We can get into that in later episodes. But anyway, it's on the side of the road, and apparently it's on the way to some damn place. It's on the King's Road Everywhere. for sure, yeah. For, yeah, this is a major crossroads. This inn is... Oh, this end. It's like the nexus of all Westeros. It must be, because there are many, many seasons and many episodes that take place here. There's already been, Mm -hmm. at least, yeah, uh, Sansa's wolf, Direwolf, gets killed here. Anyway. uh, We get the character intros of not only a recurring character, who doesn't last too long, but he's in several episodes, and it's, it's, it's kind of in the background. He's the bard. He's the dude that does, you know, he sings some songs here and there. Yeah. And he shows up. He's the first one. The major character that gets introduced is Braun. Not, yeah. and he gets introduced pff, three sentences later. Mm-hmm. And it's right after Tyrion shows up at, at that inn. And when Tyrion shows up at this inn, the reason that the bard shows up is he just takes a seat near, next to, uh, Catelyn and uh, her right hand man, uh, the man with Roderick. The, yeah, Roderick with the excellent, excellent side, 
uh, sideburns leading into a, a beard, a style that really hasn't taken off like I thought it would. <laughs> Think sideburns, long sideburns uh, tied into uh, a very long goatee, very thin goatee, and a completely bald head. And of course he, he uh, insists that he'd rather be thrown down a well than listen to this bard. Everybody's really shitting on this bard. Nobody's got any good words for him. Tyrion shows up, and the bard's like, Hey, you want to hear this song about your, your dad's conquests? And <laughs> Tyrion's like, Nothing would ruin my dinner sooner. Okay, all right, I'm striking out here. I'm striking out, guys. And Tyrion's like, Oh, you're full up, huh? Anybody? Tap, tap. Anybody could fix this. And Bronn is on it. Like that. Yeah. Ooh, money. And Tyrion's like, you like money? Bronn's like, I fucking love money. (laughs) And these guys are like, are we best friends right now? We are so best friends. You still got money, right? Of course I got money. I know how to make friends. Jamie needs to figure out how this whole friendship thing works. That's that's how that works. These brothers have been too apart for too long. So anyway, that's your, yeah. that's your little character intro because Bronn becomes basically destroys an entire fleet of ships later on, and he's one of the <laughs> few characters that lives forever. So <laughs> he this is his major introduction. Episode four, straight through to the end of the goddamn series. Spoilers, but yeah. also at the end of this episode. Tyrion is walking around, he introduces himself to Bronn, they have their little awesome moment, and of course he's standing right next to the table with Catelyn and the Bard and Roderick, and he's like, oh, what? Hello. Because earlier, earlier in the episode, he recognized that, you know, he, he, Theon is not smart, and Tyrion is. And Tyrion's like, where is Captain Stark? She's not here, is she? And Theon gives some lame-ass excuse of why he couldn't see her. She's like, she's not here. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? So he's not surpri- he's surprised to see her, but he's not surprised to see her. And Catelyn mm-hmm. says, well, I'm found out. <sighs> Okie dokie. Time to start. Time to be bad. <laughs> and she gets up and looks at all around her. Because this, this inn is packed, as we noted. It's packed because there's about to be a tournament down south, the tournament where Hugh gets the old giant splinter in the neck. And there's tons of knights and tons of people and all the other support people. The inn, the dining room, is packed. She gets up, looks around the room, and amazingly is able to point out and actually notice the various sigils on people's armor and people's uh, accoutrements. Person by person, she points them out, relates to them, figures out what's going on, and says, Are you still loyal to my father? They're like, of course, sure, why not? You're calling me out in public. Why wouldn't I agree? (laughs) Like, yes. And here we lead to my last Easter egg, number six, is the wedding invite. The wedding invite that gets snubbed. And 
maybe this is in the books, maybe it's not, is Walter Frey. Because she notices the Twin Towers sigil of House Frey. Mm-hmm. And, and what's-his-face says, hey, what up? Uh, he's about to turn 90. He's having a new wife. It'd be nice if Foster Tully, your dad, would show up. And of course, she's got other things on her mind. She's clearly gathering a bunch of people, and then accuses Tyrion of murder. Or attempted murder, anyway. And demands that they all help her bring him to justice in Winterfell. Back to Winterfell. And the end of the scene is, you know, a bunch of sword pulling, which is just fantastic. But there's the wedding invite right in this episode. So in the books, that's my question to you. Is that wedding invite even mentioned in this scene? Uh, probably. It's been a long time since I read the first book, but that, that scene did happen how, basically how it went in the book. So yeah, I, I would assume so. Hmm. But is that the only invitation that they got? Was some happenstance meeting? Um, Seems kind of far-fetched. Well, that she got, I guess, because, I mean, so kind of fast-forward to Rob raising all those banners and then uh, having to cross the the twins, which is uh, the uh, castle slash bridge that the Freys live in. And when uh, Catelyn is talking to Lord Frey, he mentions that her father didn't show up to his last two weddings. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that would make me assume that he didn't invite the Starks. It was probably just like a a Riverlands kind of deal. So, so she wouldn't necessarily hear about these the wedding, uh, except that that one point in time, which is not like an official invitation or anything. So, um, so yeah, but but the fact that her dad didn't come to his weddings did kind of piss him off, which right maybe had something to do with the steep price of crossing the bridge, which was. Rob marrying one of his daughters. Right. Or granddaughters. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, steep price. Okay, guy. Yeah. Some serious snubbage going on. That's all I had. That's the end of my Easter mm-hmm. eggs. The swords get pulled. It's the end. It's very dramatic. What's going to happen? Oh, my God. Yeah. The only other thing I wanted to add... Uh, was that great scene with, uh, well, it starts off with uh, Sam, uh, Tarly, you know, he comes in, uh, can't fight at all, and uh, Rast, the asshole, just starts wailing on him. And then when John finds out why why Sam's here, is basically he had no choice, either he comes or his dad had to kill him. Mm, right. Uh, and then he's like, all right, nobody hurts Sam anymore. It's not his fault that he's here. 
And Rash is like, fuck you, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> right. And then they just, in the middle of the night, just put this rag uh, around his mouth to keep him quiet. Sure. And had, had ghosts just growl at him. It's like, nobody touches Sam. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little full metal. He's like, ugh. Yeah, some full metal jacket action. Totally. I mean, it's like he saw that movie. In a good, in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would basically be, if it was the exact same thing, it would be Sam, who right. uh, who would have had Ghost on top of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but no. Uh, Revisionist history. So, yeah. So they, they take it off his nose. It's like, so, uh, somebody shit in my pants. about it and we're pretty close to the hour mark I have nothing to add yep alright I think we're good alright so everyone can write in at hope something sticks at gmail.com and we'll read your uh, your emails um, you know have any questions critiques we'll answer slash consider them and uh, yeah, so we'll continue on. Um, maybe next week we'll do the next episode, or we'll do something else. We'll see. Yeah, no doubt. If you email in, yeah, some suggestions. All right, everybody. Until next time. Later, bags. <laughs>